Hello and good morning. It is Tuesday, the 22nd of December of 2020. This is a special edition of Manchester is Burning. We're not going to talk about specifically Manchester United or Manchester City on this episode. We are not. We're going to talk about leadership and we're going to talk about the failure of Mikel Arteta and why he is not ready to be a leader, a true leader of a Premier League team, supposedly in the top six. Not yet. He can get there, but he does not have the personal attributes or has not demonstrated them yet to be a top, top, top manager in the Premier League. It is time for him to take a step back and look at himself in the mirror and see if he truly has what it takes to be at the very top, at a very top club, or what people still maybe think is a top club. But that's debatable at this point. A couple of shout outs. One of the reasons why we're not talking about Manchester City and Manchester United, who happen to have cup games coming up today and tomorrow, is because the Carabao Cup or the EFL Cup or whatever they call it, but right now it's named after an energy drink that I, that tastes more like flavored battery acid and probably burns through your stomach just like battery acid is because it is pointless. It is a pointless endeavor in this time. Why are they playing it? There's so much fixture congestion because of the European Cups and the Premier League and the FA Cup and so forth. Why? Why do we want to have more of the same diluted sludge of a Carabao Cup competition when there's so much risk from continued injury, so much more risk of mental and physical fatigue, which dilutes the game that we love on a cup competition that, frankly, is pointless at this time? Why do we want to risk these players even more than they already are being put at risk by the fixture congestion already in place by European and domestic cup and league competition? This is just another log on the fire. So what Manchester United and Manchester City should both do is play U23 squads and see what happens. Just throw them out there. Let them play the EFL Cup. Let them get the experience at a high level. Let them play these matches. Let's leave the first team out of it. Let's just leave them out because it's really pointless to go for a cup named after an energy drink that tastes like battery acid and acts like battery acid to your liver. I mean, it will burn through your entire gut, this stuff, probably. More than likely. I I won't even risk it. I'd rather drink battery acid than whatever Carabao is. Forget about it. Just forget about it. All right. Second shout out. Chelsea fans need to be quiet. Come on. I mean, I, I will admit my personal bias against Chelsea. I've had it for the last 15 years since Jose Mourinho was running around the sidelines doing his silliness and Roman Obranovich and his silliness connections to Vladimir Putin and state linked you know, Russian oligarch nonsense crap with Chelsea. I, I've disliked them. I, I will admit that. I have a bias against Chelsea. I don't like them. I just don't, okay? I, I try to like some of their players. I try to, you know, 
admire what they've done, some of the accomplishments, but it is hard. It's hard. But Chelsea won three to nothing. Uh, very, you know, it's a workman performance. Just, they're a better team. They're playing a decent side in West Ham. They win three to nothing, and fans come out. Their fans come out and complain that they didn't look good. Y'all won. That's how it goes in 2020. You're going to win matches ugly. You're going to win three nothing matches ugly like a hamster who's got a dress up doll. I mean, you're going to win those matches. Doesn't matter that it didn't look pretty. 2020 isn't pretty. Your matches aren't going to be pretty. No one's is going to be that pretty. There's too much congestion, too much going on. There's no fans. There's a huge lockdown in place, a new variant of a virus that's pretty much wasted the whole year. And you want to complain that y'all won three to nothing. I mean, three to nothing. Three to nothing, y'all. You know, uh, there's no point in complaining. There's no point in it. No point in complaining about a three-nothing win. You got the three points. Just find joy in that in this year of, of just brutalness and go home. Enjoy Boxing Day when you annihilate Mikel Arteta, who we'll get to next. Just enjoy the ride. Just enjoy your three nothing. Just enjoy it, please. Come on. You know, smile at your team. Come on. They're bringing you joy. In a joyless year. Stop. Just stop. Just stop it. All right, let's get back into the topic of this morning, early, early morning on the East Coast of the United States. Let's talk about Mikel Arteta. He's not ready to be a Premier League manager. He's not ready to be a championship league manager. He's not ready for League One or Two manager. He's not. I'm sorry. I know he was uh, an assistant under Pep Guardiola. I know he played for Arsenal, but he's not ready to be in charge to take a team that needs a new infusion of a lot of things, including players, leadership, spirit, um, hope. He's not the man for it. He's not the man. So Arsenal lose to Everton. Now, in actuality, folks, losing to Everton nowadays is not a sorry thing. Uh, It's not a horrible thing to have happen. Now, did Arsenal play well against Everton? Not really. Maybe in the last 10 minutes when they they looked and got a little bit of fire, you know, but uh, try to get that goal, try to tie this thing up. But no, no, it didn't happen. Arsenal didn't play well, but they didn't play terribly. And they lost by a goal to Everton. I mean, it wasn't that bad of a loss, to be honest with you. It wasn't. Uh, Everton is a little bit better than usual, let's say. Um, Probably not as good as people think, but they're not as bad as people think either. But it wasn't a bad loss. But you know what? Arteta rolls out there after the match and says his team is unlucky. 
that is their team is unlucky that they're unlucky to get uh, the results not going their way. Okay. All right. I get that. I get this. Get him saying that maybe they're unlucky. I don't see it. I don't see where they're unlucky. He rolls out. Arteta is talking about fine margins. Man, I, I mean, I'm really tired of managers coming out and talking about fine margins and they don't get the fine margins and the fine margins don't go their way. And, um, and they lose or they draw when they should have won or they lose instead of drawing. And I mean, I'm tired of hearing about fine margins and being unlucky. That's not the sign of a top leader, not the sign of a top leader. And I'll explain why in a second. Then Arteta doubles down on the unluckiness. Then he throws out stats that may actually make his team look worse on a subjective level, and even objective level, actually. His quote, I'm getting this from ESPN FC, his quote is this about the form of the Gunners. Last year, quote, last year we won against Everton with a 25% chance of winning. You win 3-2. Last weekend it was a 67% chance of winning any Premier League game in history and a 9% chance of losing, and you lose. 3% against Burnley, and you lose. 7 against Spurs, and you lose. I don't even know where he gets these numbers from, actually. I've been looking for these numbers. I've been looking under the bed. I've been looking under my car. I've been looking under couch cushions. And I found, like, a lot of toys that belonged to my kid that he thought he lost. But I don't know where these numbers came from. I could not find them anywhere. All I found were Star Wars figures, coins, marbles, you know, tree limbs, uh, 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 maybe a hamster, uh, but not any numbers that Arteta is even talking about. I don't know what he's saying. But again, it's to this, these numbers don't go our way and we're unlucky. The numbers say we should win, but we don't because we're unlucky. We're just unlucky. No responsibility for his part. No responsibility on the players. None. Not looking at himself in the mirror and saying, hey, I need to improve. The players need to improve. This is completely disingenuous. It actually shows how bad the Gunners actually are. Because they don't have the wherewithal to win games that Arteta himself is saying by the numbers they should. I don't even know what he's talking about, really. My cat, who's no longer alive, who's, I don't know where the cat is, probably could come up with better quotes. I can't be a manager of a, of a football team, I, uh, not at any level, because I'd get fired after day one. I would. I'd get fired. If I were a teacher, I'd get fired after day one. Because I have no patience whatsoever. None. Zero. I have about the same amount of patience as Godzilla overtaking a city of plastic figures and cardboard. I have more patience maybe than Godzilla or a puppy who's 10 weeks old. I have none. So I wouldn't make it. But my point here is, is Arteta can't make it either because I don't know what he's talking about. I think he's deluded. He's out of his mind. No, that's unfair. I, I take that back. I take that back. That's unfair. I can't say that. I can't say he's deluded. 
I just don't know where he's getting the numbers from. And he's attributing outside factors, bad luck, um, who knows, to the performance of his team. When the team needs to look at themselves in the mirror, the club needs to look at themselves in the mirror, the board needs to look at themselves in the mirror, the owner needs to look at themselves in the mirror. You see my point? Do you see my point in all this? They need to look at themselves in the mirror. Ah, say it again. You're going to get sick of it. My point is this, is that, you know, when you attribute external factors and have an external locus of control to events and you basically absolve or try to absolve yourself or, or responsibility or advocate your individual personal responsibility for what happens and the player's responsibility for what happens, trying to let them off the hook, you're not a leader. You're not a leader. You're giving them an excuse. This is why are you giving them an excuse? There is no excuse for bad form. There is no excuse for bad managing. There's no excuse for bad tactics and bad substitutions and bad lineups and everything. There's no excuses. But no, you want to make one. You want to make excuses. You want to say it's the st- numbers don't add up or it's the or it's the refereeing or it's the unlucky whatever and so forth. You okay. Fine. You want to say that? that? That's fine with me, but that doesn't make you a good leader. It really doesn't. Jim Collins wrote a business book a long time ago called Good to Great. He talked about how certain leaders have certain attributes that make companies and organizations and teams not just good, but great. And he talked about what is called a level five leader. A level five leader is not your person that is charismatic and energetic and uh, just running in there like a Jose Mourinho type who just, you know, is just talking, 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 is a celebrity figure with a lot of charisma and all this other stuff. That's a level four leader. But a level five leader is someone who is self-actualized as a leader. I mean, I don't think Arteta is even the level four, but but certainly not a level five. A level five, a truly great leader, and what would be a truly great manager, truly great, is a level five. And let me talk about what a level five leader is, according to Jim Collins. All right. Jim Collins said that a lead level five leader has the combination of personal will, undying personal will, unwavering will, and personal humility put together at the same time. For example, let me give you a quote from the book itself. Level five leaders Quote, level five leaders are a study in duality, modest and willful, humble and fearless. To quickly grasp this concept, think of the United States President Abraham Lincoln, one of the few level five presidents in history, who never let his ego get in the way of his primary ambition, the larger cause of an enduring great nation. Yet those who mistook Mr. Lincoln's personal modesty, shy nature, and awkward manner as signs of weakness found themselves terribly mistaken. And this is repeated itself. This type of 
duality is repeated itself in level five leaders over and over in business and in industry and in sports and so forth. Unwavering will and personal modest humility is a level five leader, a self-actualized leader. To get put in, bring it home. Here's a summary. Level five leadership, the two sides, according to Jim Collins, is this. A, create superb, superb results, a clear catalyst in the transition from good to great. B, demonstrates an unwavering resolve to do whatever must be done to produce the best long-term results, no matter how difficult. C, sets the standard of building an enduring great company. You can put in any word you want there. We'll settle for nothing less. Looks in the mirror, not out the window to apportion responsibility for poor results, never blaming other people, external factors, or good luck. Personal humility. A, demonstrates a compelling modesty, shunning public adulation, never boastful. Acts with quiet, calm determination, relies principally on inspired standards, not inspiring charisma to motivate. C, channels ambition into the company, not the self. Sets up successors for even greater success in the next generation. And lastly, looks out the window, not in the mirror, to apportion credit for the success of the company. Again, segue, add any word you want, company, team, group, etc. To other people, external factors, and good luck. So, does Arteta with these comments and how he's demonstrated himself during his one-year tenure? Has he demonstrated this? No, he has not. When you look out the window to apportion blame for poor results of your team and yourself, that is not level five leadership. That's not what's going to get it done. It isn't. He's not sending the standard And right now, he's not demonstrating by these comments alone and the performance that is being seen on the pitch by Arsenal. It's not demonstrating an unwavering resolve. You know who actually is demonstrating an unwavering resolve and has for the most of their career? There's two coaches, two managers. And you're going to laugh. You're going to tell me I'm ridiculously, you're going to tell me I'm deluded too. I'm going to tell you Pep Guardiola and Ollie Solskjaer are both demonstrating level five leadership. And I think that's how they've become successful. Now, Ali, cousin Ali, you know, he goes to these press conferences and he he just he throws it out there. He's super positive. He's, he's definitely positive. But you look behind that and you what you're seeing. He's not blaming except for that one comment. He made one comment about fine margins, and that drove me insane because that just doesn't make sense to me. But he's not blaming the referees. He's not, you know, he's not doing that. I know he's recently started blaming the fact there's no fans. But, you know, he is looking at himself in the mirror. And, and despite all the garbage and the, and the I'm going to get, he's going to get sacked every second you know, everyone's ollie in or ollie out. He's just unwaveringly just moving forward. And he's very humble. He's not taking credit. He's not very charismatic. He's not trying to, 
you know, um, you know, he's not trying to drum up something that doesn't exist. You know, he's very comes off quite modest. You know, he's not boastful of himself at all. And he's trying to set a standard, trying to rebuild a standard that used to be present at United. You know, um, now he does make some comments, those fine margin comments and the lack of fans beating that drum. But he's not really associating one with the other necessarily. Guardiola about the same thing. Every now and then he, he, he slips up and talks about, you know, Var Carls and, 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 and everything else. But again, he's unwavering almost to a fault. And he's been setting up legacies the whole way through in his career. You know, he's not blaming fine margins. He's not blaming, he's not throwing stats out there to prove nothing, except he's not saying they're unlucky. He's saying that his team's not finishing, not getting the results, that he needs to do better. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about how the team needs to get better, he needs to get better, and so forth. So I'll try the same thing. They're taking more responsibility for what is happening. Arteta's not, and that shows he's not ready. He's not ready right now. Maybe he needs some more tutelage. Maybe he needs to go somewhere else and, and get better experience, but he's not ready right now. Arsenal is in too bad of a shape, too bad of a position. Board is terrible. Owner is probably one of the worst in the league. He's not in a good spot to learn here. And so he probably does need to go for his own benefit, actually. Not maybe not just the club's benefit, because I'm not sure anyone can turn that ship around, but he does need to go for his own benefit and learn, you know, to learn to look at himself in the mirror when times are bad and now look at the mirror when times are good. So on December 22nd, I know things don't look very good in many places right now. But I urge you to take care of yourselves. Look at yourself in the mirror when necessary. See the light. Know that the darkness is there, but don't let it hug you. Take care of each other and have a great day. And this is it for Manchester's Burning, Tuesday, December 22nd, 2020.